Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is Adam Bittner, digital sports producer for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Back for our weekly video with Joe Starkey uh, recapping his printed mailbag. I'll include the link to that down in the description. Uh, But Joe, how are you? I've never been better, Adam, and I appreciate you asking. This is like the show, the Seinfeld show, uh, comedians having coffee in cars or whatever that's named. Because well, I am funny. driving. I'm driving a car even as we speak. I was going to say you're funny. You're funnier than me for sure. So that that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm ready to go, man. All right. So I just want to get into it with the Pirates with you, Joe. Uh, Frank in your mailbag asked you this week: Do should the pirate Pirates be buyers? at the trade deadline. We're right here at the beginning of June. Um, we got two months to go. I think he phrased the question as if the trade deadline today was today, would you want the Pirates to be buyers? Um, I'm going to amend the question a little bit, Joe, because um, obviously you say right now, of course, they're in first place. What is your threshold for whether they should be buyers or not? Do they need to be in first? Do they need to be within two games, within five games? How do you look at you know, what the baseline should be as we get toward the end of July and start looking toward that stretch run at the start of August? I mean, I look at it, it sounds a little ridiculous because if I say five games, well, what about six? But just as a general parameter, I'd say within five games of first place in the division, within three games of a wild card. Um, If you meet either or both of those, then, yeah, I'm definitely looking to be a buyer and add. I'm not looking to do anything crazy. I'm not giving up, you know, Henry Davis or Andy Rodriguez. Um, but I would definitely be looking to give up other prospects, maybe a player, make a real baseball trade and get something in here that they need. You know, even even something like a one more veteran reliever who has pitched in a lot of pressure situations. That's what I'd like. Yeah, I think that was part of um, the question you got as well, is what would you like? You said uh, veteran reliever, veteran starter. Um, obviously, they already have Rich Hill, but, you know, you never know what's going to happen between now and then. And then you also said an impact bat. Joe, how would you prioritize those things? If, if you can only have one, what do you want? If you can only have two, what do you want? How do you, how do you stack up that pecking order and why? Well, it definitely goes by price, too. You know what I mean? You know, I, I want the most expensive sweater. That's the one I'd love, but I got to spend the most money for that one. So ideally, in a in a perfect world, without regard to cost, I'd love to have an impact bat or, or you know, an impact starting pitcher. But I feel like for the cost and where the team is right now, I feel like... Um, you know, a high leverage type reliever, one more veteran arm, somebody who's been there uh, might be the most realistic. So I might just prioritize that first. Yeah, I I agree. I think we saw over the weekend, you know, once they were really using the bullpen because they were winning games, I think we saw things get thin rather quickly. Obviously that, um, you know, I think they used eight pitchers on Saturday that had something to do with it. But as soon as you know, as soon as you use those high leverage guys a couple of times, everything seems to get scrambled. So I think you definitely would like to have um, another arm in there. Um, Joe, what would you, is that kind of your baseline for being satisfied with the trade deadline outcome is, um, you know, okay, you get the veteran reliever and you get nothing else. If I told you that's how it's going to go today and, and, you know, given the information you have, are you happy with that? Are you disappointed? Or is this a matter of, you know, two months from now, if we've seen this team play well for another couple months, you're going to get greedy and say, I, I, I think this team could really use another starter. I think this team could really use another bat. 
I might get a little greedy, but I also think between now and then we may see Andy Rodriguez. We may see Henry Davis. We could see Nick Gonzalez. We could see Quinn Priester. As the team sits right now, if this were trade deadline day right now, I would definitely, uh, you know, want to bat for sure. And maybe even another starting pitcher. I'd want a lot, but I think we might see some of that between now and then. And man, if they're still alive on August 1st, which is the trade deadline, I believe, O'Neill Cruz should be right around the corner or could be right around the corner. So it could be a very different landscape at that point. Another, I think it was Caleb in your mailbag, um, asked the question, and I thought this one was interesting, is regardless of, you know, whether they make the playoffs or not, anything, I think the streak of the Pirates finishing behind the Cardinals in the standings is is decades long, right? Uh, but we just saw them sweep the Cardinals. They are, I think, like seven games ahead now. And Caleb asked you what, you, what odds you would put on the Pirates finishing ahead of the Cardinals. You said 60-40 right now. Um, why, why do you think that way, Joe, or or do you, do you think that that's bullish or do you just still think the Cardinals are always going to come up in the rear view mirror because they're the Cardinals? Well, they're right now, they have a better lineup for sure. And I still think their pitching may come around and they're always willing to make bold moves. You know, they're the Patriots, they're whatever other analogy you want to use for many years, the Penguins, you know, they're going to be there at the end almost all the time. Now this year, they, they definitely look a little bit different, but man, there's a lot of time left by the time, by the time this, the Steelers will have played three games and the pirates will still have a week of baseball left. So the Cardinals are the Cardinals until otherwise notified. And June 7th is a little too early for me to write them off way too early. I would, if I had to bet everything I owned would the pirates finish ahead of them, yeah, but it'd be a close bet. I'd have to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of Pirates fans are in the same boat. You're gonna, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll believe I'll, I believe it'll happen when I, when I see it. You know, that's kind of the approach that I would take to that yeah. question. But I think it's very interesting because I think that's, I think that would be a measuring stick type of thing in this in this rebuild. You know, Joe, because you know, a playoff berth would be great, and and there's no reason for us not to talk about that now. But let's be realistic about where the Pirates have been lately, right? And if you can just be better than the Cardinals after after the last three seasons, I think that that is a good kind of intermediate goal, don't you think? Absolutely, unless, you know, they totally fall apart and finish 25 games under. But yes, yes. I mean, they've been the, their nemesis. When the Pirates were good, they had chances to win divisions, and I believe all three years, certainly two out of three, they couldn't beat the Cardinals in September. So even when the Pirates won 98 games, for God's sakes, who was there? The Cardinals. I think they went they went wire to wire that year. So, yes, finishing ahead of the Cardinals would certainly be a milestone. Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. Joe, I want to get into some Penguins talk. We had talked last week, or I think two weeks ago, actually, because we missed last week. Um, but we, we had talked about you being underwhelmed by Kyle Dubas. That was kind of the – before we knew it was an official thing. Now we do know he is officially the Penguins president. 
of hockey operations. Um, and then you wrote similarly in the column after after the press conference, after um, you know we knew officially what you basically restated what you thought in that video. Um, I want to ask you this: What would it take for, for you in this off season to ch- change that impression of him? Um, you know, what are the what are the moves he could make that that might make you sit up and, and pay attention? Well, for sure, getting rid of some of these contracts. I'm interested to see what he does with Mikhail Granlund. I'm interested to see, of course, what he does with the goaltender. That would go a long way toward making me sit up and notice. We're, we're not going to know anything at the end of this summer, even. It's going to take, you know, the season to play out to get our initial read on Dubas. But his tack, whatever tack he takes with Tristan Jari is going to tell a lot. And then basically how he rebuilds the bottom six, I'm assuming he will. But in order to do any of this, you're probably going to have to shed some contracts. I know they have cap space. They do. Uh, They also may want to sign Jake Gensel and things like that. So start with the goalie, revamp the bottom six, and get rid of some of these contracts. And I I know they can't get rid of Carter's. He's going to get paid. But with Jeff Carter, I might just say to him, listen, uh, We'd love to trade you back to L.A. if they would have you. You know, we'll pay most of the freight. We'll include a draft pick, whatever. Or just say, you know what? There's not a spot for you here. We know we're on the hook for your salary, but there's really not a spot. And then have him basically leave. Yeah, I think that'll. those will be interesting decisions to watch. Uh, one reader asked you in your mailbag, they said, would you consider trading Jake Gensel if it meant you could bring in Connor Hellebuck? Um, you know, he's an established goaltender. Um, he's a name that I think a lot of people would be excited by. Um, I just wanted to let you expound on on that, Joe, and and, and what um, you know what the threshold would be for you have to, to part with Jake Gensel rather than, as you mentioned, sign him, keep him here for the long term. Yeah, I was just saying that that may be something that that Kyle Dubas wants to do. I'm not necessarily in favor of that. I kind of feel like, and I love Jake Gensel. I kind of feel like he's a smaller guy that he's given up his body and that we may have seen his best years. He may have some good ones left, but the question is, do you want to pay him well into his thirties here? $6 million. I don't necessarily. And if I can parlay him into a guy like Hellebuck, and then they're going to have to pay Hellebuck. I'd rather pay him than Gensel. I think that's a more premium position. So I would definitely consider that. I don't know if Winnipeg would want to do that, but I would definitely be on board with that, getting a guy like that in here and paying him that kind of money and maybe even a little more. You're probably going to have to pay him more. Yeah, I think that would be you know an intriguing move. I, I think the, everything pivots on the goaltender, doesn't it, Joe, and, and, yeah. and how they address that position and – it kind of feels like you got to do whatever you can to, to address that position and let the other chips just kind of fall where they may around that. Um, is, is that your read on, on this off season? Absolutely. That it starts with that. It starts with that and deciding how and when and which contracts you're going to get rid of. Then you can have a baseline add add to the money that you already have this, this off season and go from there. You know, but those are the starting points. Got to take care of the goalie. Yeah, I want to get into a, a topic we rarely touch on the Post Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel um, and podcast network. Uh, golf. Are you coming from the golf course, Joe? 
Yes, I am. Well, okay, so you've now heard the news. Live Golf and um, the PGA Tour are merging. It has, I don't know if you're familiar with The Office, Joe, but it has major, a lot of people have been saying this on Twitter, major Michael Scott paper company vibes of like the PGA Tour guys going out, starting their own business, and then getting bought back by the business they left. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I love I love those, those social media posts because I'm a big Office fan. Um, so I'm not sure whether you're familiar with that or not, but that's, that's, those are the vibes I'm getting from this deal. What are your thoughts? Money is my thought. You know, PGA people had a lot to say about it, um, in terms of the, the morality factor, which I actually think there is something to, but they sure didn't stick to that when it became clear that financially, this is the best move for the PGA. Um, this is very similar to, the NFL and the AFL merger and the NBA and the ABA merger in that, you know, your, your first move as the established league is to dismiss this alleged competitor and then to try to undermine it and then say, you'll have nothing to do with it and all of that. And then when it becomes clear that they're starting to attract some stars who could bring revenue to your league, you wake up one day and decide, you know what, maybe it's just best we join forces here. And that can happen very quickly, which it did in this case. So as a wise man once said, the answer to all your questions is money. And that's the answer. If your question is, how did this happen so quickly and so suddenly? And, you know, so much against what the PGA was saying, money. That's it. Is it good for golf? Yeah, because you're you're going to include all the best players under the same umbrella. I don't see how it could be bad for golf. Yeah, I, I see that argument as well. It's it's kind of resetting things to the way they were, you know, before, which I think a lot more fans were satisfied with. Then again, I, I think people, especially at majors, liked these like rivalries and these renegades. I think it it gave a little juice to the majors these last handful of years that that maybe they didn't quite have, um, you know, in the at least when Tiger wasn't, you know, competing or um, you know, toward the top of the leaderboard, I think it gave it a little bit more of a storyline to a casual viewer that, like me, as opposed to, you know, golf fanatics. Yeah, I thought it gave a little bit of juice. It did, but I wasn't that interested in that storyline. You know what I mean? I, like, I didn't tune in just for, you know, the let's see if we get a live guy against a PGA guy. For some people, it might have, you know, enhanced – the uh, the appeal for me, I didn't really not for me. Yeah, I hear you. I, I think it's it's more for the casual viewer, right? Of, of people who maybe are looking for a reason to turn and in, in, tune into a major rather than people who yeah. love to watch golf. Right, and now when you have both of them together, if if uh, you want to see the best golfers in the world, then this is this is the ideal scenario. All right. Well, Joe, that's all I had for you. Was there anything you wanted to add before we sign off this week? No, Adam, I appreciate the time. This was very enjoyable. It always is every week. And I hear we're getting good numbers, are we? We are. We are. We actually, on the PG Sports Now YouTube channel, we just crossed 3,000 subscribers. So thanks to everyone for, you know, checking in. It's been a a year of great growth so far. Uh, We'll see what we have during the summer. But, yeah, Joe, the the numbers have been great. So we're going to keep doing it. 
All right, everyone, apologies. We lost Joe there in transit at the end. Uh, we thank him for stopping by. Just wanted to thank you all again for, for watching the video. If you enjoyed it, please pop a like. Help us out with the YouTube algorithm. Please also subscribe to the channel so you're signed up. Get all of our podcasts, all of our videos that we do each week. Um, and just wanted to give you a, a little bit of a teaser here. We will have Brian McFadden, former Steelers cornerback, joining Christopher Carter on the North Shore Drive podcast later today. Um, so make sure you're signed up for that. I teased it a couple times last week, but then we had to reschedule with um, with Brian. So we're, we're glad to finally have him now. That'll be on the YouTube channel later. So make sure you're subscribed, signed up, and we'll talk to you all again soon. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you liked the video, please like it and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you enjoyed it on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down in the description.